Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. And I hope you'll visit the website, Johnson's Air Conditioning. Dot com. We have terrific guests for today's show, including Kathleen Pasadobo, our state senator. We'll visit with uh, Boo Mortensen, find out what's new with Boo up in Madison, Wisconsin. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government, and uh, we'll be he'll be joining us, as well as Buzz Victor. He's the head of the Save Vanderbilt Beach Project that Naples One is being built and uh, asking for a few exceptions to the rules. And uh, we're going to be talking about the hearing that's coming up on Thursday with the Collier County Commissioners. By the way, I've gotten some new equipment here, so <laughs> kind of fumbling around, kind of excited about the changes. I think it's an upgrade, but uh, we may need to turn a few knobs uh, as the show goes on. It is September the 29th, and on this day in 2008, after Congress failed to pass a $700 billion billion bank bailout plan, the Dow Jones Industrial Averages fell uh, 770.68 points, at the time the largest single-day point loss in its history. Excuse me. Uh, Down 7%, a great loss. uh, Then the 684 skid on September the 17th, 2001, the first trading day post 9-11. And the S&P 500 also suffered its biggest one-day loss since the 1987 crash, dropping 8.8%, and the Nasdaq fell 9.1%. It's the biggest single-day point loss in eight years. The huge decline followed the bankruptcies of Wall Street brokerage firm Lehman Brothers, savings and loan bank Washington Mutual, as well as the Fed's announcement that it would uh, provide uh, an $85 billion bailout for insurance provider American International Group, better known as AIG, to keep it from going under. After playing into those things was a housing slowdown that triggered homeowners to suffer subprime mortgage defaults, widespread job losses, and the Fed's intervention to bail out investment bank Bear Stearns, as well as the government-sponsored Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Congress' inability to pass the Bush administration's bill led to fears that nearly frozen credit markets wouldn't be able to rebound quickly, causing sellers to shed their stocks. The Dow Jones equaled a whopping $1.2 trillion loss in market value, contributing to the 18-month-long Great Recession. Of course, uh, I think the way uh, financial policy was, policy was handled during the Obama years certainly contributed to that Great Recession as well. Congress inevitably uh, did pass a bailout bill with Bush signing the Emergency Economic Stabilization Act of 2008, and the Dow drop remained the largest single-day point loss until 2018. Uh, of course, right now, we have saw a nice increase in the market yesterday. Dow, the futures are down just a little bit right now, anticipating, well, just kind of expressing fears, I think, a little bit about the presidential election as well as COVID-19. Well, health report, 11, uh, the Florida Health Department reported 11 new cases of COVID-19 and no additional deaths in Cuyahoga County uh, yesterday. That's the fewest number of new cases for the county since August the 31st when five were added. Only five new cases in 2014 currently hospitalized right now. The seven-day average is down to 29. That's the average of new cases. The infection rate meaning the positivity rate on the test has dropped below 5% for the first time in a while. Many teachers and families feared a spike in COVID-19 cases when Florida made its controversial push to reopen schools in August with in-person instruction. Well, that hasn't happened. In spite of Governor moving the state to Phase 3, our mask mandate remains in effect here in Collier County. Shouldn't, but it is. State health officials advise Collier and Lee County residents now to take precautions against mosquitoes after West Nile virus has been confirmed in people here on the Paradise Coast. So just a little reminder, stay, make sure you're wearing your mosquito repellent uh, outdoors. Well, folks are fo- uh, focusing on tonight's debate. The debate held in Ohio is the first of a three tete-a-tete between the two uh, ahead of the vote on November the 3rd. Both Biden and Trump have said they're looking forward to the debate, and onlookers are set to be subjected to an hour and a half of argument between the Democrat nominee and the Republican president. 
It's going to be at begin at 9 p.m. and it's going to only run for an hour and a half. Uh, it's going to be at Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio has been a swing state over the past two decades, but Trump won't be there by one there by eight points in 2016. The state is seen as trending towards becoming more solidly Republican. Uh, Chris Wallace from Fox News will be the man in charge. Uh, he's not much of a Trump supporter. I think he's kind of a no Trump uh, guy. Never Trump. So uh, it might be a debate more between Chris Wallace and the president. Anyhow, Fox News Channel has been fawning its coverage of Trump for the past four years, but Wallace is seen as a relatively independent, straight journalist. Uh, maybe so. Not sure. Six specific topics will be covered. Uh, it'll be the Trump and Biden records, the Supreme Court, COVID-19, the economy, race and violence in the U.S., and the integrity of the election. Notice that foreign policy and uh, international affairs is not on the list to be discussed. The president has asked for a drug test, but Biden has refused to go through that process. He's also said, well, look, let's, let's both take a blood, uh, a uh, blood test or a drug test. He's not willing. Trump has been fired, uh, been tempered by fire over the last four years because of the treatment by the press. Biden's been hiding, and uh, I don't know how he's going to fare in this debate. He certainly hasn't had his spring training as Trump has had while dealing with the press for the uh, press for the past five years, four years. Uh, and by the way, today, 11 a.m., General Flynn is going to go back to court with Emmett Sullivan. The uh, tale of a thousand nights goes on and on. Flynn should, stay, as you may recall, the Justice Department dropped the case against General Flynn because prosecutorial misconduct, uh, the way they uh, treated him, and did not sh disclose fully that what was going on. They just wanted him to plead guilty so they could uh, use that against Trump. Well, uh, the Justice Department dropped the case. Emmett Sullivan, the, the uh, judge in the case, has refused to do so. After a shocking video was released by Project Veritas showing that Minnesota Representative Elam Omar may be connected to a ballot harvesting scheme, the Minneapolis Police Department now has announced they are looking into the allegations of vote, voter harvesting. Uh, the MPD, that would be the Minneapolis Police Department, hasn't released further information, but this uh, uh, inquiry is undoubtedly a result of James O'Keefe's work to expose uh, from Project Veritas the alleged voter fraud in Minnesota that is used by Imar Omar to ensure victory against her opponents. It was Omar Jamal who was involved with Omar's campaign who had brought the fraud to uh, Project Veritas' attention. In a Snapchat video, Liban Mohammed can be seen with a heap of ballots in his car talking about how many votes were collected. Minnesota law states that no one other than the vote voter can have more than three absentee ballots. He said, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. You can see my car is full. All these are absentee ballots. Can't you see? Look at these. My car is full. All these are for Jamal Osman. Look, we've got 300 today for Jamal Osman only. Mohammed said uh, later in the video, money is the king in the world, and a campaign is driven by money. Now, this is uh, Osman's brother, Omar's campaign deputy, District Attorney, uh, District Director Ali Asi Ghani, is accused of harvesting ballots from Charles Horn Towers, a resident where, residence where many elderly folks prior to the August 8th primary, according to an anonymous source. The source also said that some people, primarily women and young men, are young people, were given money in exchange for their ballots. Project that there were three locations with Omar's district within her district, her campaigners have illegally harvested ballots. This was Riverside Plaza Apartments, the senior community in Horn Towers, and Minneapolis Elections and Voters Service Office. James O'Keefe said more tapes would be released. Stunning, isn't it? Uh, you know, the, this is what's going to. This is the fear that we have. Of course, is that. There's going to be a fraud and uh, the illegal use of ballots uh, in order to, they'll find out how much 
uh, Biden is behind and just go out and harvest some of these ballots illegally. It's unfortunate. So here's what Senator Scott's going to do. He introduced legislation last week to require mail-in ballots to be counted within 24 hours of Election Day. This legislation is a severe blow to Democrats' party plan to corrupt and overwhelm the system with ballot harvesting, mail-in votes, and delayed counting that they would like to go on for days and even weeks. If the bill came became law, it would require voting precincts to report the total number of in-person and mail-in ballots they receive one hour after polls close to identify the total universe of votes to be counted in the election. This is good legislation, uh, Senator Scott, so thank you for that. Mail-in ballots must be requested at least 21 days before a would have to be returned and received by poll the time polls close on election day if the measure is passed. The bill would also prohibit the possession of any other person's mail-in ballot with the exception for only cer- certain family members and caregivers. That's good news, isn't it? I'd like to uh, see that law passed. I hope it can work its way. It should deserve bipartisan support, but I'm, I'm not confident it would pass. All right, we're going to see how this all works. Uh, the, uh, the, this uh, segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Okay, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Sorry for the delay there, folks. Still getting used to this equipment. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Do you have an extra auto you'd like to donate to charity? Maximize your tax deduction, support your favorite charity, and help a local child in need by calling Naples Auto Donation Center. Naples Auto Donation Center is a not-for-profit licensed car dealer. Just call NADC at 692-9840 and they'll take it from there. You get a properly documented tax deduction for whatever the vehicle actually sells for. Your designated beneficiary charity gets half the profit after fix-up costs and the net revenue generated by NADC goes to Friends of Foster Children to provide tutoring and other enrichment activities for foster children the government doesn't provide. And NADC is also one of the few places in Collier County that sells inexpensive cars that actually run to folks who would otherwise not be able to afford one. It's a win. Call Naples Auto Donation Center at 692-9840 or visit the website nadckids.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best, building this beautiful performing arts center in downtown Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Buzz Victor. He's the president of the Save Vanderbilt Beach Association. Right now, we have with us our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. So much to talk about, and I, I guess suppose the best thing to start with is uh, the governor. I think uh, uh, immediately, I think the uh, on Friday said, "Hey, we're going to open this up to phase three. That's uh, that's all of Florida for all kinds of business activities and without f- with very few limitations." I just wanted to get your thoughts about that. Oh yeah, I mean, I it, the uh, numbers are way down. Um, the updates, the daily updates I get. 
you know, the positivity rates are below 5%, hovering around 2%, you know, that, that to me is always the best indication, not the number of tests, but the positivity of them. Um, and so I, I think I think this is going to be a good test for our fortitude. And, uh, you know, the bars are fully reopened, and let's just see how they do it. Because if the rate starts going up again, yep. then, it, you know, it, it we'll be facing closure. All right, back um, to phase two, right. Right. And the other thing is, too, a lot of the restaurants are still being very cautious. And I'll tell you why. They're very concerned about the liability, number one. And yeah. number two, um, many uh, of the fine restaurants' customers are saying, calling up ahead of time, because I, I was out to dinner last night. They hadn't put the, the uh, all the chairs out because people called and said, are you still social distancing? If not, I'm not coming. Huh. Well, see, to me, I think this is what you're going to see anyhow when the, the governor basically says, I trust the citizens of Florida to make exactly. good decisions. And exactly. so what's happening is people looking out for their own health and for the health of their loved right. ones. They'll be making good right. decisions, and we don't need the, the government <laughs> to step in and, and, and make these decisions for us. So I just really applaud yeah. the governor for what he's done. And I've been saying this since day one, to everybody take personal responsibility, and if you don't, and the rates, you know, go up or hospitalizations go up, then then we have to step in. But until then, I think we're fine. Yeah, I think I, re- I saw in the paper today 19 folks in the hospital because of COVID-19. That's in Collier County, so that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Great results. So, you know, um, uh, we've got the debate coming up tonight. I just appreciate your yeah. thoughts and comments. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's really we haven't had any entertainment in a while, so. I have a feeling this may be either highly highly entertaining or somebody's going to have a meltdown. Um, I, you know, I, I, feel, I think uh, our president is, is well prepared, and I think uh, um, Biden is, is getting prepared, so we'll see what they end up saying. I'll be watching just like uh, probably more than more people are going to watch this debate than watch the Super Bowl, I think. I think you're absolutely right. It will be great entertainment. And the, what the expectations, I mean, there could be anything that happened tonight, uh, including yeah. <laughs> a, a, a meltdown, uh, lots of anger from Bob. You know, who knows what's going to happen? So uh, Maybe some statesmanship. Wouldn't that be nice? <clears throat> wouldn't that be nice indeed? So the other big thing that's going on, well, actually, today at 11 o'clock, I'll just point out that uh, Flynn is back in court hopefully for the last time, General Flynn I'm speaking of, and it's just criminal what the uh, justice system has done to General Flynn, but uh, I want to point that out. It's yeah. a big deal. That's right. So um, uh, I also want to get your thoughts about uh, Amy Con- Conan Bryant, uh, uh, Barrett, I should say, as a, as a Supreme Court nominee. What are your thoughts? Well, she is, is uh, a great pick. Uh, she's a brilliant woman, uh, when she's 48 years old and has accomplished uh, so much. Um, I, I think it's a great pick and I think she's going to surprise people by her, um, her brilliance really. And she's very, uh, self-effacing. I, you know, when she uh, accepted the nomination, the way she did it, I thought was humble. Um, and she gave, uh, uh, kudos and, and, tribute to uh, her predecessor in that seat. Um, and I, I think she's going to be a, a good addition to the court. I think she will follow the Constitution, which is what we really what we really need. And her philosophy, because I've heard her say this, that her philosophy is not to create the law, mm-hmm. because that's the, the role of the legislative branch. Hers, her, the, her role as uh, a justice is to interpret the law. And I, and I think that... That is a very good philosophy, and I think it will stand her in good stead. I think it will, too. However, the hurdle right now is between now and probably around the end of October when the, the Senate finally votes. She is going to go. I Hopefully, I'd like to think that the guest senators have learned their lesson and they'd be civil in the subcommittee. In the, in the, How are they going to attack her? I mean, she is, it's very hard to attack a woman, and particularly one as gracious as she is, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, all things being equal, um, when you unless there's some deep dark secret which would have come out when she was appointed to the bench and she went through the uh, hearings already, yeah. um, 
for her her current position. Uh, you know, she, and look at her family. Yeah, her her lifestyle. <clears throat> she's stellar. She's an exceptional human being, and yet. Could what happened to Brett Kavanaugh actually have happened? That was just a low point in any kind of a civil debate that or any oh, kind that of. Was... It's just horrible. So I, I have no no question how how uh, low <laughs> that's members well, of the subcommittee. They're sub- looking. They're looking. I would suspect they're not going to find a whole lot. You know, uh, uh, Justice Kavanaugh. Uh, you know. It, it, had a little bit that they just expanded on, you know, exponentially. But I don't even think she, I mean, from what I could have read, she's just led a very exemplary life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fifteen years since as a professor at Notre Dame in the law school, uh, serving on the bench. Uh, I guess she was, she actually clerked with the Supreme Court justice. So justice she's, Scalia. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just unbelievable. I, I, I really... I want the best for her and for the country. The the big problem, of course, for the Democrats is uh, she would be replacing the seat of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, of course, is a liberal and uh, uh, held up. Well, you know, it could be counted on to to support the progressive agenda, uh, not uh, which is not what the justices are supposed to do. Absolutely, and I, I have admired uh, Justice Ginsburg because she was she's a role model for many women, and that. You know that's an important thing as well. For you get a lot of young girls that uh, don't real don't realize that they could do that as well. But seeing her and in, in, in her life and in her works um, is a role model for a lot of women. Yeah, no, I've heard it said that the way we should hold off and make sure that we have a balance in the court between <laughs> conservatives <laughs> and uh, you know to have a balance in the court would be to have all justices who support the Constitution. That would be a great balance. That's all right. Well, the other thing, too, is that um, you, I don't know why people keep talking about, the, you know, liberal versus conservative. You're absolutely right. It's um, to protect and defend the Constitution, and that's what they do. And I have a lot of respect for the entire uh, uh, Supreme Court because they didn't get there just out of the blue. They All of them are um, incredible jurists, and whether you you like their opinions or not, they don't, they're not swayed by political right. uh, forces, at the, you know, and they shouldn't be. Absolutely. Again, uh, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator, I genuinely appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. My pleasure indeed. All right. <clears throat> we'll give this another try. Let's see if we could play this commercial break. Uh, we're going to have yeah. Uh, visit now with us, Boo Mortensen, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. You listen to The Bob Harden Show, so why not market your company to our loyal listeners? Ads are played live on each show and then archived so listeners can hear the show and your ad at their convenience. Each advertising package includes a banner on BobHarden.com with a link to your website at no extra charge. Join Lulabee's Diner, Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, and many others who advertise on the show. Call me at 598-3889, that's 598-3889, or send an email to BobHarden at Hotmail.com to design an ad program that's just right for your business and your budget. You'll be pleasantly surprised at the cost and the value. Several advertisers have been with me for years. Find out why by calling 598-3889 or send me an email to bobharden at hotmail.com. You'll be glad you did. Did you know St. Matthew's House operates the only emergency homeless shelters in Collier County? St. Matthew's House provided more than 500,000 hot meals to those in need last year, and since 2010, 527 men and women have graduated from the St. Matthew's House Justin's Place Addiction Recovery Program. For over 30 years, St. Matthew's House has provided innovative solutions to fight homelessness, hunger, substance abuse, and poverty in Southwest Florida. And you can help St. Matthew's House in this life-transforming work by patronizing the St. Matthew's House thrift stores, Cafe M25, 
Car Wash and Detailing Center and award-winning catering operations. For more information, visit stmatthewshouse.org. That's stmatthewshouse.org. St. Matthew's House is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization and does not solicit government funding. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, I'm going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo Boo Mortensen in Madison, Wisconsin. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure, and I'll give you an update on what's happened in Madison in the last three days. Well, I would love to hear it. (laughs) Stay tuned. Uh, A friend of mine had her car stolen twice. They broke in. They stole her car keys. Then they ditched the car. The cops found the car, and they went back and stole the car again. Holy moly. So there's a rash of, uh, I know, there's a rash of... uh, car burglaries, not burglaries, but stolen cars. And then around Madison, this was on Friday, around Madison, there is an eight-lane highway. You know, it's a big uh, commuter route, very busy, very, very busy, eight lanes, goes around Madison, and the Black Lives Matter group and others shut the interstate down. They Hmm. just closed it down and uh, brought out grills and... uh, sat on the interstate and a friend of mine was on the highway going to work get going home he sat there for two and a half hours holy moly so is this a result of uh a passive district attorney not willing to enforce the law is it because of uh the police won't got it oh yeah they arrest him and then they let him go Uh, it's uh it's a uh revolving door so they had the road to our our condo blocked which it is at least three nights a week because of what's going on downtown. So I drove up to the cop car and said, well, we live in this building. And uh, we rolled down the window and we told them how much we appreciate what they've done and and, uh, how hard they're working. And the cops said, well, they've had 110 days of freedom of speech. I think they've had enough. (laughs) He's absolutely right about that. Well, that's great support to the the, uh, officer. Uh, and it's just a shame because, see, this is what's happening in Portland and other jurisdictions around the country, what's happening with uh, in, in Chicago. We have these district attorneys whose elections usually don't have more than $10,000 entire in, invested in uh, supporting their candidacy. Well, what's happening is we got people like George Soros investing hundreds of thousands of dollars to get these candidates in office who will not enforce the law. And the consequence is, where, does the, where do they go? I mean, uh, certainly they go to go to Portland because they know if they get arrested, they got to be released, and it sounds like it's the same thing right there in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, it's the same thing. Oh yeah, there was a guy that jumped bail eight times. He had a police record that was as long as your arm. Mm. He uh, hit and killed a guy, a young student, and within twenty four hours he was out. Some anonymous person paid his bail, and he's out. That is so, that's, you know, that uh, undermining the rule of law, that is, uh, that's just going to, it's so destructive to the community, it's so destructive to everything that's happening there in Madison. Uh, what a shame, what, what can we do about this? You know, that's a problem, Bob. I don't know, I don't think anybody knows. I, I think everybody is so thunderstruck by what's happened to our peaceful, you know, I mean, Madison was noted as one of the best places in the nation to live. It's got the most bike trails. It's healthy. Uh, It's got a wonderful health care system, hospitals. It's spectacularly beautiful. It's a mess. It's a hot mess right now. And I think everybody is just, they're asking themselves, when is this going to end? How is it going to end? Nobody knows. In, in my view, I, I, I believe it's this is a centralized activity, and I believe that uh, people like George Soros, and I'm not accusing him. I don't know for sure that it is. I know that he, he's uh, it's a common knowledge. I should say it's a matter of public record that he's invested millions of dollars in these district attorney uh, 
races and uh, as a consequence yeah. they're in office and and uh i'm quite certain he's also uh supporting or whoever's doing this is supporting the uh antifa groups and the black lives matter so they know exactly where to go in order to create uh trouble and and chaos and, and mischief yeah they go to liberal cities yeah. uh and we're certainly that I'll tell you that yeah so that's that's the bad news the good news is that um there are, I read, that from the ashes of the pandemic, a million new businesses are starting up. People are seeing opportunities. Wow. And you know that uh, the license to start a new business has surpassed 3.2 million so far this year compared to 2.7 last year. So I love it. The, uh, even though all of this is going on, the entrepreneurial spirit, the desire to start a business, which you can do in America, is alive and well. That and is I think great. That is awesome. I haven't seen that, and I'm so uh, appreciative that you shared it with us. Uh, that and it's just it is very exciting because, of course, you had this creative destruction. The pandemic comes, businesses close, but it creates opportunity for others to come in and start a new business, and probably at a less expense than they would have had before the pandemic. I, I think it's great. I mean, it's hard. It's daunting to start a new business to begin with. Yep. You know, statistically, uh, it's not in their favor, you know, with success. I think over half of them close within five years. But still, there are so many that see a void and have stepped or put their foot in the water and said, we're going to start something. And there, I, I, it's just such exciting, neat news. And of course, you don't hear that on the internet either. No, you sure don't. And I just point out to our listeners that you are, were a business owner for for years and a very successful business owner. And I'll also add that you've jumped, uh, you've done skydiving, you've climbed uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> you, you, you're, you don't have a high fear factor. Put it that way. No, I don't. Um, uh, I was lucky. I dodged probably some big bullets in. Uh, some of the risks that I took, but um, yeah, it makes your life richer. Yeah, it sure does. Well, congratulations to you. Any other good scoop? Well, this is something that is that I was really surprised at. I, I don't know why. The most written about man in history would be Jesus, right? right. More pe- more books have been written about him. Who's the second most uh, popular person that's been written about? Wow, that's a good question. Um, uh, that would be a great question. I don't know. I didn't either. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. No kidding. 16,000 books have been written about Abraham Lincoln. An intriguing man, and that's a very interesting uh, statistic indeed. Uh... Very interesting statistic. That's that's so interesting. Boo Mortensen, again, always interesting to get your commentary. I want to ask you one other question. What's happening with uh, COVID-19 up there? We're a, we're a mess. Um, and, of course, the city and the council, city council is hysterical. It's it's really because the university, the kids are, are uh, out. You know, they're going to parties. So we have, because we've got an idiot governor, he has got a statewide mandate that everybody in the entire state has to wear masks, even though there are more deer than people in northern Wisconsin. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a mess. In fact, I think there is now a moratorium on being able to go into Illinois from Wisconsin, which we had you know months ago, and they've reinstituted it. So it's it's the cases have spiked up. Well, you, significantly. you'll be pleased to know that, that we've entered phase three in here in Florida, which means all businesses are open, 100% occupancy at restaurants, et cetera, et cetera, no masks. In fact, if there are mask requirements in any, they have to justify any uh, any uh, punitive or, or draconian measures. They have to justify it with the governor's office. And he says if, in fact, there are fines incurred, they don't. no one has to pay them. Oh, my heavens. Isn't that well, something? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm licking my chops waiting to go down. <laughs> it's pretty draconian still up here. Yeah. Again, Boo Mortson, always a pleasure to get your insights. Thank you so much for joining us. You bet. All right. Thank you. All right. Coming up, uh, we're going to visit uh, with Seton Motley. He's the founder of Less Government. We're going to do and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden. I'm going to try this uh, break one one more time right here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
Uh, it didn't work. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you or a family member suffer from chronic pain in your knees, hips, or shoulders? Joint pain can be a nagging and serious problem requiring expert and compassionate care. I know I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. Until 2006, I was suffering debilitating pain and deformity in my knees. I couldn't enjoy biking or golf or even sleep without chronic pain as a constant companion. Thanks to Dr. George Markovich and the professional staff at the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, my pain is gone, and I'm back to doing the activities I enjoy with no pain. I have a lifestyle I can only imagine. Imagine prior to knee surgery, and you can too. Call the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. They will thoroughly evaluate your condition, provide personalized, state-of-the-art treatment, and help you relieve your pain and get back to your active lifestyle. At the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, your care will be professionally managed through every phase of your recovery. For an initial consultation, call the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, located off Tamiami Trail in Bonita Springs at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. You listen to The Bob Harden Show, so why not market your company to our loyal listeners? Ads are played live on each show and then archived so listeners can hear the show and your ad at their convenience. Each advertising package includes a banner on BobHarden.com with a link to your website at no extra charge. Join Lulubee's Diner, Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, and many others who advertise on the show. Call me at 598-3889, that's 598-3889, or send an email to BobHarden at Hotmail.com to design an ad program that's just right for your business and your budget. You'll be pleasantly surprised at the cost and the value. Several advertisers have been with me for years. Find out why by calling 598-3889 or send me an email to bobharden at hotmail.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And you can find out more about visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Buzz Victor. He's with the uh, Save Vanderbilt Beach uh, Association, uh, talking about the uh, Naples One Project. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seaton. Tell us about uh, less government. So we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and then it's been a bad century. <laughs> yes, it has. Seeing some progress in some areas, but Seaton, uh, you wrote a great column. The reasonable are outnumbered. I want to talk about that in a moment. Before I do, though, I'd just like to get your thoughts on the debate coming up tonight. Well, fortunately, nobody in my, you know, obviously, just like just about everything. Uh, Dementia, Alzheimer's is genetic, and um, fortunately, my family doesn't seem to have it on either side. But I, from an early age, my my grandmother taught me to read when I was three. So from an early age, I'm, I, I've been freaked out about Alzheimer's because you know, look, it, I, I, you can work on your body, and you know, I, I go to the gym six days a week, and you can try to maintain that as best you can. But man, if your mind starts going, it's just a disaster. So yeah. I've done a lot of research on it and stuff. I, as I said to you off the air, if there's a drug somewhere that you can shoot into dementia patients uh, and, and, and soup them up for a couple hours, uh, the Democrats have scoured the earth looking for it and yeah. trying to find it for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see... He should not be running for president. No. Uh, and it's, and it's an embarrassment that the media is covering for him on this, just as they did in 2016 with Hillary Clinton routinely collapsing like a sack of potatoes, yeah. going into vans and walking around and stuff. I mean, this is really a, a travesty. It really is. It, uh, and I, I feel sorry for him, in a way. I feel like he's being... It's, it's elderly abuse. Yeah. They're running this guy out there, and they're, you, know, you, can, you can talk to somebody with Alzheimer's and say, hey, let's, you, know, you, you, you can convince them to do anything because they have Alzheimer's. Yeah, and they've convinced him that running for the you know he's been thinking about running for president for forty seven years at least, and you can convince him to do it no matter you know he's you know it's the old joke is you know fish don't know they're wet he does you know, he he doesn't 
realize. Yeah. So, 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 so see, I just, I just wonder though. It's just to me. I, I, it seems to me that the Democrats know they're going to lose. That Biden just doesn't, uh, doesn't pack the gear. I don't think they do. I don't. I don't think that. I think they're going to try to cheat their way in. Well, that's my point. Is I think they're thinking about the other end and how can we ballot harvest? How can we create uh, fraudulent mail-in votes and do you know? Oh, the, the, yeah, it's it's. You've already seen that. You, you saw that video from Project Veritas up in Minneapolis. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, the guy. For people who didn't see it, it's a it's a guy talking. You know, self recorded video in his car talking about how he's got hundreds or thousands of ballots in the back seat of his car and how he's getting paid to harvest the ballots and yeah. And this is going to happen. Look, I'm familiar with ballot harvesting. Mail-in balloting, what the Democrats do is you go to an apartment complex and go into their dumpsters. Yeah. Because they mail them to everybody. And, you know, as we know, more than half of Americans don't vote. Yeah. So they just throw them away, and then the, the Democrats go dumpster diving and come away with thousands and thousands of ballots to fill out any way they want. You know, I just think that sometimes it's just a battle between good and evil. Well, at this point, I mean, you've got... You've got an alleged pediatrician governor in Virginia, Ralph Northam, yeah. who defends if the baby survives the abortion, you make the baby comfortable and then take a second crack at it later. Yeah. Asked, I mean, what, how do you the mother you, that yeah. other than good news? Yeah, that's right. Well, you listen, with a few minutes we have, can you tell us about your column, We the Reasonable Are Outnumbered? I think that's right on theme with, what, with our discussion. Outnumbered and massively outgunned. You know, I think... You know, obviously Trump won the presidency, but we didn't win the popular vote. Mm -hmm. Now, part of that's fraud. Part of that is the fact that we had these major vote run-up cities and states that can't possibly be won by Republicans, like California and Los Angeles and New York City. I did the math. If if if, um, if you took New York City out of New York, uh, Trump lost by like fifty thousand votes. Um, you know, it's, it's it's that kind of thing. Yeah. And but anyway. I was really focusing on being outgunned. Hollywood's against us. The government is against us. Government schools are against us. Academia is against us. The media is against us. It's even if we outnumber them as citizens, we are completely they're laying siege to us. They completely surround us. All the heavy artillery is aimed at us. And of course, the worst of all is big tech. You know, for a while we thought, oh, good, the Internet. We can, we can end run all these massive entities that are against us. Well, then big tech sprung up because of cronyism like Section 230, and they, they're left-wing, too, only worse. And all of a sudden all our posts are disappearing, and we're getting fake fact-checks and, right. and disappearing, and they're shadow-banning us. And, you know, for a while it was a nice little free market free speech Xanadu, and then it went away yeah. um, because the big tech companies with their big tech uh, government cronyism uh, turned it into a little, you know, it's, it's like a cat batting around a mouse before it eats it. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's and here's the thing. The mouse. Yeah, see, and uh, William Barr, our attorney general, is looking into this. So I have high expectations. It's not going to happen before the election. So they'll have their way through the November 3rd uh, election. However, uh, you know, the wheels of justice grind slow, but they grind fine. I'm hopeful that the uh, attorney general will he, get this. He took it over. He 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 started a look, in, an antitrust look, into the big tech companies, and then he took it over because he turned it over to career bureaucrats who apparently were on the side of big tech and not making a lot of progress yeah. that he considered to be helpful and useful. So, yes. That, that slowed it down additionally because he announced it more than a year ago. And then about a month ago, he said, oh, okay, I'm taking control of this because you guys are futzing around. Well, and I think that demonstrates how deep the deep state is and how murky. I mean, because we're talking about oh, the, the bureaucrats, and they're right there on his staff that are, that are slow walking stuff. Yeah, and, 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 you know, again, this has been said a lot. You know, Trump wasn't a government guy, so he didn't know anybody to hire. Yeah. And you have to hire thousands of people that will advance your agenda and he knew five so you know he had to leave a lot of people in place and you know it's the same thing i say about government schools we've we we we, we had this great less government constitutional republic history and we bequeath 
it's, it's educating our children to government bureaucrats. Yeah, unbelievable. That doesn't make any sense. You know, it's if you go to a Catholic school, you get a pro-Catholic education. If you go to an Episcopalian school, you get a pro-Episcopalian education. If you go to a government school, you're going to get a pro-government education. And, you know, now even when a college does something right, like Ohio State just said black-on-white crime is a hate crime. No, I don't think that's right. I don't think we should have hate crimes. I don't, you know, if you murder me, I don't care if it was for my wallet or my color. I don't care. I'm dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but they, they said black-on-white was a hate crime, and the students protest the university. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, you know, these guys are so brainwashed. It's not the, the colleges are not the font of evil. It's government schools K through twelve. You know, uh, they indoctrinate the radicals. College only activates them. Yeah, yeah. You, again, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. That's the website. And of course, Facebook, Less Government. You can visit uh, Less Government as well. Seton, always. For now, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always appreciate your commentary. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Buzz Victor. He's championing the cause of holding accountable the Collier County Commissioners for the development of uh, Naples One. It's a huge development that's being proposed, and, well, well, they're trying to do something about that. So we're going to, let's see if this commercial break works. This One more time, I'm going to click on it, see if it works. So it's not working, so I'm going to have to put, oh, here, it worked. That's great. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Gulf Shore Playhouse, devoted to creating professional New York-style theater at its very best and at affordable prices, presents a fabulous new season of productions beginning in November with a world premiere of a one-man show written by and starring the talented associate artistic director of Gulf Shore Playhouse, Jeffrey Bender. Pinup Girls opens in January, singing a cavalcade of hits inspired by real letters from our troops overseas. Inspired by what they find funny, romantic, heartbreaking, and sexy, the ladies put on a show that celebrate the guys and gals who fight to defend our country. Bang Bang opens in March, written by legendary actor of Monty Python fame, John Cleese. You'll surely be wiping away tears of laughter with this one. William Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream opens in March. Meddling parents, impetuous young lovers, and cunning fairies collide in Shakespeare's enchanting classic. Another Revolution by Jacqueline Bircher opens in May. You won't want to miss this timely new work about finding hope in one another through the uncertainty of the world around us. What a terrific season of productions. Tickets for this great new season are available now. Tickets start at only $38. Tickets can be purchased by calling the box office at 866-811-4111 or visiting the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. We'll see you at the show. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. And you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We have with us Buzz Victor. He is the champion, is the president of the Save Vanderbilt Beach Association. Buzz, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to be with you, Bob. Thank you, Buzz. Tell us about your organization and what you do. 
Well, Save Vanderbilt Beach is a uh, 501c4 Florida nonprofit that was established back uh, actually quite a while ago, but really became active in January of this year uh, when stock development uh, came back with uh, plans for their one Naples development at the corner of Vanderbilt Beach Road and Gulf Shore Drive. Um, Our sense of the development at that time was that it was way, way, way too big for the site, uh, way too big for the neighborhood, um, and our effort was to protect our neighborhood from uh, irresponsible, what we saw as irresponsible development, um, and in a bigger way to protect everybody in Collier County who wanted to access Vanderbilt Beach. So uh, the One Naples has come out with working together to redefine our vision. They've got a new publication that's coming out. And I know that you're meeting with the uh, Collier County Commissioners on Thursday. So this is, a, this is an important time in your efforts. But maybe you can tell us what's up and what you're going to do. Well, this is the, the way this works is that uh, Stock Development has asked for a change to uh, the, uh, the Collier County Growth Management Plan um, and then has asked for a zoning change, and that has to go in that order. Um, the process is that he makes application. The staff at Collier County uh, says that the application is sufficient and complete, uh, and they do a report that they give to the planning commission uh, with a recommendation to either approve or deny the project or to approve it with conditions, which is what the staff has done in, in this instance. Mm. Uh, the planning commission, which meets on Thursday, uh, then votes to recommend or deny the development uh, to the uh, county commissioners. Ah. And they will meet sometime later, we think maybe around uh, the 10th of uh, November, um, and they will vote yes or no uh, as to whether Stock can proceed with his development as he has planned. Uh, so that's that's kind of the process. So Thursday is a big day for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, three experts, a planner, a uh, traffic engineer, and an expert in coastal high hazard uh, situations. Um, we've got a dozen people who are very familiar with the circumstance, several attorneys um, and others, a, 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 an environmental expert, and, uh, and, and any number of others who are going to pick up and, and talk about very specific aspects of the stock, uh, the stock proposal. So, um, and understand, Bob, that we're not against this. We're not against development, and we'd love Brian Stock to develop that corner. We just think that what he's asked for is a terrible overreach uh, and is just not a good, a well-designed project for that location. In other words, if he stayed within the code of uh, what is currently the code there on in Vanderbilt Beach, uh, you'd be satisfied and happy. Maybe you want to take exception with some of the design, but uh, what, what are you seeing right now that's concerning you? What, what are you objecting to? Well, aside from the scale and the fact that the, that the, the existing code, as you point out, the existing zoning is C3, which is a mid-level commercial zoning that can be used for residential uh, at 16 units per acre. So he could theoretically have, just by what's in the code, he could have 87 residential units on that site. He's asked for 172 units, mm. um, which is more than double uh, what, uh, what's allowed. Um, he's asked for heights. The, his towers are 208 feet tall, where the C3 zoning allows 76 feet. Um, and we're not suggesting that he go to 76 feet either. I mean, we're, we're prepared to, to, to uh, negotiate a bit. Uh, we'd like to see towers drop from his 16 stories to one tower maybe at 12, one tower at 9. Uh, he's got a, a wall, a 35-foot-high wall that stretches 700 feet along both Vanderbilt Beach Road and Gulf Shore that's set back between 10 and 15 feet from the sidewalk. Uh, and it's just massive. It, 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 turns, it turns North Naples into not only Miami Beach, but maybe even Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, and, and so even, even the planning uh, staff uh, is, is taking some, uh, some umbrage at this. I mean, it, it, our, our lawyer tells us that the staff report is, is unusual uh, in, a couple, in, a, in a couple of regards. Um, their language is really quite interesting. Uh, there are eight, eight places in their, uh, in, in their report where they use the phrase, uh, may wish to, that the planning commission 
may wish to request the applicant do something. Mm-hmm. And they also indicate that the neighborhood uh, neighbors have have uh, suggested that, that these changes be made, and they relate to height, they relate to setbacks, um, and and things that would make the project just more tolerable and more in scale and more compatible uh, and more complementary. Those are the two legal words. Yeah, complementary and compatible. Well, the other thing is that apparently in the in the plan is an eight million dollar windfall to stock, which is uh, unusual. Uh, plus, uh, the the concern for traffic in that area. Well, that's all part and parcel of this. Stock actually, interestingly, bought four point six acres of land from private landowners at that corner. Um, he's asking to rezone a five point four acre parcel, so roughly eight tenths of an acre. Uh, kind of comes out of nowhere, and nowhere is streets and alleyways that are owned by the county, mm-hmm. which he's asking the county to give to him. Uh, the The process is called vacation of those roadways, and the county commissioners will meet, and they have they alone have the the right to to do that. Uh, stock, according to the uh, according to the assessor's website. Uh, Stock paid just north of $25 million for his 4.6 acres. That amounts to roughly $125 a square foot. Uh, If you take the acreage in these roads, uh, that would be 125 times roughly 30,000, or somewhere in the neighborhood of $4 million worth of land that he's asking the county to gift to him. Similarly, with that land comes the right to build units. I mean, if it's 16 units an acre... Uh, he could build roughly eleven more eleven more units and make the profits thereon. At his at his number of thirty thirty one or thirty two units per acre, uh, that seven that seven tenths of an acre or eight tenths of an acre gives him twenty five additional units. Yeah, uh, and there's profit on that. So it it really is in some way an extraordinary uh, an extraordinary windfall to yeah. him. Uh, well, uh, and I think we should all be a little concerned about it. Absolutely. So uh, I, I certainly support your efforts, uh, Buzz. What can we do, uh, to, first of all, being aware, but second of all, what can we do to support your efforts? Well, at this point, with the, with the meeting coming up on Thursday, uh, it's still possible to write letters, to uh, email messages to the uh, county planning uh, commissioners. A quick story. Um, I was talking to Jim Sabo. Who is the primary planner on this on this particular application? And he said to me on the phone, he said, "Listen, I've gotten 300 emails with my name spelled wrong." And <laughs> what we did was was one click, one click, and you can write Jim Sabo. And I had mistyped Sabo as S E B O instead of S A B O. I told him that I would make the correction. Um, so it, can we find can we find this link on your website? Sure. If you go to www.savevanderbiltbeach.com, you will find a way to, with one click, send a letter to each of the uh, planning commissioners, to the staff, too, as well as to the county commissioners who will be hearing about this later in the year. Yeah, I see my, and I certainly support your efforts. One of my concerns, though, is once this project is approved the way it's being proposed, this could lead to other development up and down. It, it could turn that whole area, which is the extension of uh, uh I guess uh, Immokalee Road all the way down to the beach. That whole area could turn into high rises, and uh, in in no time. So, Buzz, your work is so important to the community. Again, SaveVanderbiltBeach.com is the website. Support the efforts, Buzz. Really appreciate you coming on the show. No problem. One more quick point. I just want to put a shout out to uh, uh, Mark English and the people at the Pelican Bay Property Owners Association, who, along with uh, us, have really done a masterful job of of ginning up community support and telling the commissioners what they feel. All right. Well, Buzz, thank you for that. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Always a pleasure, Bob. Thank you, Buzz. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. It's been an adventure with all this new equipment. I'm really happy with the new equipment, but it's taken me a while to get used to what's going on. Hope you'll join us tomorrow. We're going to visit with Bob Levy, the uh, constitutional scholar and chairman of the Cato Institute. We'll visit with uh, Andrew Joppa. He's a professor as well as author of Josephus of Oz and Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston. His latest book, How Everything Happened, Including Us. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste.
Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.